Unveiled with Neva Nessa, a Go Loud original podcast. Hi, I'm Eve, and I'm Nessa, and this is episode nine of Unveiled. This week, we are talking about the social media romanticizing trends, the pros and cons of romanticizing your life, and we do a deep dive into the world of celebrity splits with our pop culture expert. Can you tell me how was your week? Oh, uh, you know what the last? No, come on, no, no. I'm sorry. Stop. Okay, because I've been listening back, and the last couple, everyone is like, "Oh no." <laughs> No, it doesn't matter. Just go in high. I don't okay. care. <laughs> well, my week was have been great. Great. It couldn't have been better. They're just grand. I feel like the last two weeks are grand. That's just taken away. You need to romanticise your life, okay? Oh, we'll be getting into that. A shameless plug. <laughs> well, how have you been? Yeah, great. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm delighted yeah. for you. Thank you. Yeah. Jamie's on a great one too. My friends are. I mean, I'm grand. I definitely feel like I've just a few things going on in my personal life that will be over soon. Yeah. And as soon as that's out of the way, I'll be like, woo. You'll be back high ebb. We'll be yeah. like, Neve, come a bit lower. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm four days into dry July. I understand July, it's the 7th of July. I don't want to talk about the weekend. Fair enough. But I started Dry July on Monday. Good for you. I'm doing dry, pretty much Dry July as you well. Are, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Like damp one or two as I sip a drink here. She's literally, we were putting the running order together earlier and she like puts in, she's like, we can talk about us doing Dry July. And then she's like, do you like IPA? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, to give you, well, you know what? I've nothing on this month and I'm driving to an engagement party tomorrow and the next couple of weekends, me and Jamie like aren't drinking. I yeah. just feel like I just need a bit of Dutch courage for the pod yeah. and I just like just need one. No, I agree. I mean, I'm saying dry July now. I'm going to try to do damp, damp July. No, I feel like you're going to go for it. I feel like... I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of drinking. I'm sick. I'm just over it. Like, I just feel like I need to just reset and I want to. What? <laughs> I'm just laughing. What? I was talking to our friend Francis today mm-hmm. and he said something so funny and I can totally relate to it because I'm trying to just kick back into like the gym wagon as well. Yeah. So our friend Francis is doing the same when he's trying to do the same and I feel like everyone probably feels this way since like May. It's been hen, weddings, festivals. I feel like it's been really hectic for everybody but he was just like, yeah, I just want to like lose a few get kilos and gain a few coins because obviously yeah. you're spending so much money. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm going to try to do that as well. I really want to... I feel like the alcohol can sometimes, like, set you back, especially when you're doing it, like, weekend after weekend. It was more, like, to me, it's the midweek drinks that creep in that, like, you meet your pals for, like, one, but it's, like, never one. And yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, no, I'm putting a halt... On it. A hard stop on yeah. the midweek drinks. yeah. Don't ask me because I'll only show up. Okay, yeah, you all know, need to support I me. I know. But I feel like, I hope everyone has a similar kind of, I feel like our July is really quiet. Like, thank God, I've the next couple of weeks I've nothing on. Yeah. Where the last couple of weeks there was something on every weekend and the chaos has now just come to a little standstill like, where I can not 
just enjoy wholesome weekends. Yeah, I can't. I want to wrap my arms around this weekend, <laughs> like and just cradle it. Are you gonna go and play tennis, Malahide? Yeah, oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna you. roast a chicken. I don't oh. care if it's gonna be thirty degrees. I know roast the chickens were getting roasted. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. Um, I need to just say this, okay? So my OG ick, you know, the one I was saying about the people who used to bring in in a Coke bottle, like bottles of water to school. Yeah. Used to rot me to my core. And then people would come in with the label off as well, like flapping around. <laughs> God forgive me. It's kind of gained a bit of a legacy here because loads of people are coming out being like, oh my God, yeah, absolutely. What the hell? And then they're telling me different variations. This is the pits, okay? So somebody used to, go, a girl that I know, when she used to go to school, somebody used to come in with the same, so the Coke bottle, no label, but he'd bring milk in. <gasps> I'd have to be homeschooled if I saw that happen in my <laughs> class. That would be it. I actually know someone in my class that did that. That's unacceptable. That's the highest form of yeah. a not acceptable scenario. And then today, like three hours ago, our friend Josh, who has moved to London text me okay so I was like I'm actually going to read this out okay oh my god I can't this is real time for me I love it Ness currently sitting down with Jack his boyfriend at the Liffey of London which made me scream okay so the the Thames has been renamed to the Liffey of London he's like a guy is drinking a drink out of a peanut butter jar he's like like it's branded chunky peanut butter and he's sipping some sort of drink out of it and he's in a suit oh my god audible gasp Wonder what was in it. Oh, I have so many questions. Is that is is he is he taking sustainability into a whole nother level? Or Part something? of me was like, because it's London, it's probably from fucking Soho House or something <laughs> really obnoxious, <laughs> like sustainable thrifted gin it, or something. I don't know. Absolutely oh, bizarre. Grow up and go home. But Ness, I was getting a lot of love in my DMs this week about the tea that you were spilling on Travis Barker. Tell like me. nobody had any idea. Now I know allegedly. But like, like it was just piping hot tea and still having like, I'm still like lolling about the hot Rita Ora thing as well, like the two things. Yeah, like I feel we may get a cease and desist from Chris Jenner, but all in the name of research girls, you know what I mean? It's Grant. She's got a far serve in hand. So, you know, we'll be back to you more on that. The Rita Ora thing is the enigma that continues to roll. All right. Okay. Because somebody messaged me yesterday, Neve, I put this up in my story. She has made it to the little middle aisle. Rita Ora has. Okay. There's Rita Ora branded hairdressers for sale. Hair, <laughs> hair dryers. No, that was Rita Ora. I just skimmed past that. Yeah. Rita Ora hair dryer, middle aisle, little. What the fuck is going on? Sorry, what in the world is going on? The world is bananas at the moment. I feel like I'm on like the Truman Show or something. It's just like... <laughs> Is this a <laughs> universal prank? But now that since I shared it, everyone else is like, yeah, what is going on? I know. We need to get her on. Somebody has to know her. Someone has to know her. It's like everything is like six degrees of separation. A read or <laughs> Isn't it a read or product? We were getting like loads of love. Like yeah. this week, we actually got an email, which was yeah, really got a fun. few emails. You can email us at unveiled at goloudnow.com. This email that we got was from a girl and she said, hey girls, and this is so funny because I remember being at Body and Soul in 2018 and this wasn't the case. I'm shocked over this. But just to add to your uh, festival survival kit, some festivals have compost loose. So bring your own toilet roll because um, at Body and Soul, all they had was sawdust. Imagine. 
obviously going down to sustainable route, but that's a bit much. Oh, I can imagine, all right, because I was at that ranch last year. All right. <laughs> oh my God, I actually remember. No, I'm only coming out of it now. So, look, it's a gorgeous festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, everybody says yada, that, yada, right? Yada. Yeah, 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 fine. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit too pagan vibes for me, I'll be honest. It was a bit too hippy-dippy. The sawdust saga is a real thing, okay? I'm, I'm pretty sure, I definitely, the people that were there all know about this. So, basically, you're kind of, if you take sawdust, everybody knows you're going for a deuce, okay? So, everybody would get kind of shy in the in the queue, and would never take the sawdust. So everybody was going in, dropping a deuce, not throwing the sawdust in. So the place smelled like faucet circus, okay? Oh, it God. smelled like there was like an animal enclosure, okay? So on like the last day, this woman was running around screaming frantically. Me and David were queuing. And she was like, sawdust, sawdust, sawdust. And we were like, oh my God, God love her. Like she must have IBS or something. Like oh, seriously, God. something is like really bad. And then she like caught me in David's eyes and we were like looking at her and she was like, you need to use sawdust. She was like, what is wrong with all you? That's what's going to kill the smell. So the reason for the compostable, I don't know, compost toilets is if you use sawdust and put it over, it acts as like a fertilizer and it kills all the smell. So if everybody was playing ball and used sawdust, it wouldn't have smelled. Oh. But nobody wants to be shit shamed. Nobody wants anybody to know, especially if there's like a little festival romance, you might have met somebody, you're queuing together. You don't want them to know you're doing a deuce. You know what? One thing I've never, ever had is fart or shit shame. I'm so open with it. Is that bad to say? Well, body and soul is the place for you. Well, I just mean like I would never shy away of being like, sorry, you know. You know, like some people like, because I know my sister, for instance, she refuses to go to the bathroom in a public toilet. So she'll hold her, sorry, is this TMI? I don't know. She refuses and she'll only go to the toilet at home. God love her. She suffers because she can't face public or toilets or any sort of poorly toilets. Even her work toilets. She's like, no, she just wait till she goes home. So anyways, sorry if that was a bit TMI, but it just goes it just goes to show how funny people are sometimes. Different. And are so different. Yeah. But um yeah, well what what we should do is move swiftly on. And <laughs> we take are your sister's <laughs> bells. <laughs> um we'll move on to the topic of the week. One of our topics this week is we're gonna look at the romanticizing your life um trend that has kind of been sweeping social by storm. So for anybody that doesn't know what that is, um, as I said, it's a trend and it's largely centered around finding joy, love and peace within yourself, but also kind of trying to kind of glamorize something that could be seen as maybe a mundane kind of task, mm-hmm. kind of just trying to jazz it up and look at it as kind of with rose tinted glasses. Yeah, um, I, I think that like, I think the the core messaging of it, I agree with, I think. yeah. I, to be honest with you, I agree because when I first heard of the word like romanticizing, I actually got it from my life coach and I was in COVID and I know everyone was having a really difficult time, but it was just trying to like be more present in your day and just rather than zooming in and all the bad, be grateful for all the good. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, like this main character energy romanticizing have almost become like these buzzwords. They're just like What's main character energy? What is that? So the main character is just like you're the main character in your life and like you're front and centre. But like, it's funny, like the main character, like sentiment actually came. Have you watched that movie? Uh, I think it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller, yeah. Ferris Bueller's yeah. great movie. So one of their quotes was like the main character energy was life moves pretty fast. And if you don't look around once in a while, you could miss it. And I remember being a part of that TikTok. I don't know if you've heard of that, like TikTok um, sound. 
it was like used by like 70 plus thousand people in around COVID like on a TikTok trend I actually used it on a video and like that quote is actually used in this video it's like you need to start romanticizing your life it was like one of these things and even though I get it I fully get the whole romanticizing thing but I feel like it's just like this trend now that's like unrealistic yeah and there's like these rigid routines that are just like although they look appealing but like they're so I feel like they're just a little bit boring. Neve, I was like doing a bit of research on this and I was reading a New York Times article on it right Mm. No hate to the content creators. I, you know, really respect them. Yeah. One of them was using a shag and rolling pin to press eucalyptus leaves before hanging them in her shower in a video. <laughs> I know some of them. That's I a pandemic. Know. Yeah, it is, and uh, I suppose, like for me, because I would be quite like a wellness advocate, that I feel like the whole purpose of romanticizing, I feel like it's being totally like misrepresented now, because I feel like. There is such a nice thing. There's the importance of like romanticizing is actually a form of mindfulness. Yeah. And it's about being present in yourself and finding joy in the present moment. Where now I just feel like it's, you know, when you go on TikTok, it are, are these rigid routines that like go, getting up in the morning, shower, gym, and it's all looking really pretty and appealing where it's like there's just like no diversity in it. Like it's just boring and rigid and like just not fun. And I feel like, Okay, don't get me wrong, like, I love romanticising my hangover. Like, you know, I love romanticising things in life. But then I actually realised there's actually such a negative side to romanticising as well. And I even found myself falling in that, like, side of things. Um, Because I feel like if you're romanticising too much, it can actually, like, impact your reality. Yeah, Yeah, you're kind of, like, out of touch. You're kind of, like, out of touch. Like, you're constantly just like, oh, things are going to be better. This is great. When actually you know, you need to click back into reality and be like, well, you know, maybe there's stuff we need to deal with here. Because I even remember last year, and you'll remember, and I feel like on two occasions, you'll know and I can talk about them because you were there for for them. Like I romanticised like my mental health in around, we went on a trip to Paris and then we, it was a festival all together now. And it was in around those times in particular that you even saw that like I was trying to like fake it till I made it. And I really was romanticising my mental health. I was putting on can I so can I ask yeah how because I'm just curious like Mm. how is how do you romanticize mental health is it like that you pretend it's better than it is is that what it is yeah so you're basically when when I found I was well I only knew this through therapy and looking back I fully did it's just like I I wanted to be on the same level that all my friends were on like really happy really excited and I wasn't so I was just like no like I, I was trying to make my mental health be better and like, like you're in the better. moment I'm in the moment you're in Paris yeah. yeah but where really I was yeah. was struggling to create yeah, a conversation I remember one of the time. times you sent me to bed or sent me to bed for the day in Paris because I had this clothes throughout the chest pain and all these coughs were really I was borderline having a panic attack but I was like I'm fine I'll, I'll go out tonight and you were like no you won't like you need to like sit in bed so I feel like as well what happened to me was I began like this toxic positivity and I started like dismissing my emotions and I was getting a little bit derailed. And I think it's so important. And the reason why, you know, I want to talk about this is that like, it's so important not to romanticize things that you shouldn't romanticize. Like I'm talking about relationships, like work situations and people are really forgetting the importance of the word romanticizing. It was used 
as a form of mindfulness and now it's just people are just on this bandwagon of like living these rigid healthy strict or like trying to be like you know you're saying about work like wear and like burn out like it's a badge of honour being like yes I'm a corporate bitch it's like no, no you don't like you shouldn't be striving for that you know what I mean no, I actually yeah. I completely agree with you I think that the the bones of the message are like good intentions mm-hmm. and healthy but it's yeah. just like and I know we said this in episode one it's like social media it's just it is a bit of a pandemic like it if for me it feels a bit inauthentic mm. if you're romanticizing your day but you're just doing it for the gram you're not doing it for yourself I want to ask you mm two questions right where they're basically it's like a double-edged sword here okay? okay so do you feel like as an influencer or a content creator mm-hmm. um that you feel the pressure sometimes to get involved in these trends that are sweeping everywhere and I especially feel with this romanticize your life mm-hmm. trend I'm saying trend, well it is a trend that will kind of sit in your arena a little bit isn't it like wellness and mind yeah. yourself and all that yeah yeah and you know what was funny I actually I did one video, like I mentioned, and they used the quote from that, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off thing. I fell victim to, like, one of the trends, and it was, like, how to romanticise your life. But then, actually, I didn't be... I wasn't a part of the trend anymore. I didn't fall into it as from an influencer side, but I, on a consumer side... Hello, come I, over to the dark yeah, side. I fell into it. I was buying these ridiculous amount of stuff on Amazon, any TikTok creator that they linked, like, these gushas still collecting dust... They're like these like rose quartz things for your face. Like every sort of cream, face mac, all, all these ridiculous things. I even went to the stretch of buying like these foot pads <laughs> that you stick on the back of your feet and it's meant to like detox. You kept that purchase <laughs> quiet. I heard about all the rest. You didn't share the And all pads. these things that were just like collecting dust. And that's when like, remember I was saying to you a couple of weeks ago, or I even said it on the pod, like I had to take like a TikTok detox because I was doing this. All I was getting was like this dopamine hit. Yeah. And it was a quick hit. And then... From what? From from buying something. Okay. That's like, oh, I'm going to be a part of this trend and lifestyle that's going to make me feel good because this looks so good and pretty. Yeah. So from a consumer end, absolutely, I kind of fell victim to it. There's shit at home still collecting dust. And I had to have like a dopamine detox. I had to take myself off TikTok. That's what I have noticed when I'm seeing all these romanticise your life sort of mm. the I know we were saying about it in episode one like the clean girl era and loads of people are like yeah. me what is the clean the girl era the girl era yeah so clean mm. girl era is like you're getting up you're making your matcha at home you've got your glass straw you know everything's aesthetically pleasing it's very yeah. minimalistic kind of candles blah 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 but you kind of feel okay well if I want to have a chill night I have to be doing a face mask at home and I don't have a face mask I need to buy a face mask yeah. I need a new candle and it's like this again just comes back. I feel people need to have duty of care to themselves right. when you're consuming online to be like, mm-hmm. it's a snapshot. You're one fucking, I don't know, rolling pin in the eucalyptus and hanging in the shower. <laughs> that is not real. I know. She's God only knows what she's doing next. I know. Like, she, it might be real, but majority of it is not. And you need to try and just, I always try and remember that when I'm consuming things online. Yeah, you're so right. I feel like I've done that now recently. Um, like Especially the last two weeks, life has just been a bit hectic for me. So I've literally taken myself off completely because... What it, do you do? Like, I, could, I don't know what uh, I would do if I wasn't on TikTok. I had to because like, I was just felt like my brain was being clouded and I felt like I needed this, but it's not what I wanted. Yeah. It's not what I wanted. What you need. It's like, 
it's what you think you need. And I think that's so important to go back to the point of romanticising and how that is a form of mindfulness and how it actually just gets so lost in this whole world of online that's like this web of just... To be honest, I think it's kind of a bit dull and like underwhelming when you come into it because you're just in this world that are doing everyone's doing the exact same thing. Like, although like a lot of people, that's just their way of life and they have a nine to five job. But like, I just feel like when you 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 feel you're like you're buying into it, and I'm just trying not to buy into it anymore. So with the whole romanticizing thing, I just really want to push that it is meant to be a form of mindfulness. It's about to be present in the moment and doing what you could do in your like do what you could do better in your own life each day not what other people are doing and what what they're up to and like making it all look airy fairy and great so I just think that just really gets lost in the online world so I've noticed a kind of a reoccurring pattern with us but like I'm into it okay we're getting shit off our chests each week which is very important to do very healthy very Mm. healthy even though there are a lot of the times quite light in our problems but so nobody stuff off your chest nobody wants us trauma dumping down the side <laughs> of the mic <laughs> nobody needs that right no. so I would have had other things to get off my chest but I know collectively mine and yours our week was completely derailed mm. and taken over oh yeah by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills royalty Kyle and Mauricio splitting and then not splitting. Now, I do want to say for anybody who's listening who doesn't watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, bear with us. We're not just going to stick on the the housewives kind of area. Now, I know I've been kind of giving off a lot of advice that people have a duty of care to themselves on social, yada, yada, yada. Okay, mm-hmm. don't be coming to me with that same advice when it comes to celebrity couples because <laughs> to say I would have taken a bullet for Mauricio and Kyle collectively I probably still would <laughs> like I was all in and wasn't accepting a split up or a I breakup know. so like you it, we kind of were thinking why do we romanticise celebrity couples and these power couples and everything so we had to get to the bottom of it. it it was far too big of a beast for me and you okay mm-hmm. we needed to get an expert in for Nila Jones she is a pop culture connoisseur oh, she God, yeah. is a bravo queen yes So on the back of romanticising our lives, I feel like we tend to look through rose-tinted glasses when it comes to celebrity lives and love lives. But we are here to debunk some of the not-so-romantic side with our lovely first guest. Danula Jones. Hi. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me be the first. Be your first. Oh my God. You had to be, okay? Just for anybody who doesn't know, where have you been? But Danula Jones is a many, many, many talented wonder of a person. <laughs> so you're the host of Flop Culture and then you're also co-host of Bandwagons, which was in hiatus and came back. You finally gave the people what you wanted. I know, yeah. The people were the people were knocking on the yeah. door, but like, so, like Breed had to have the baby. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I don't think people understand pregnancy. Like that's, it was a lot. Like, yeah. it was a lot. Um, but you're just an all-round gas bitch. I've never seen somebody who leans more into a Halloween costume. <laughs> Go check Fanula Jones out on Instagram. I'm already planning for this year and I'm getting stressed about one of them. Like scientifically, I don't know if it's You're possible. Planning Not already. to give away too much, but Dig yeah, deep. I try like I'm I'll have a list in my phone and then I'll wow. start like shopping from like now. No, so I, I have things. Because I wasn't I wanted to do more than one last year, but I only got to do one. Anyway, sorry, I'm interrupting. No, you no, it's host. perfect. <laughs> it's just well, all we've one thing to get clear. I don't want to be in your splash so today. <gasps> That's, I can't believe you're attacking me like this. I can't I, believe you. I just need to get some, I need to get something off my chest. When I was with, we were all at Pride having a ball. 
Happy Pride. Still and Pride I, year round. I've noticed I noticed it trickles of water, then a spill of water coming onto my shoulder. I turned around and who was it? You. Miss Jones. I was in her splash zone. I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm so happy you're over the other side of the table. I'm telling you, people would play, pay good money to be in my splash zone. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't you complaining know? either. I was just giving you a bit of lip. Yeah. <laughs> I love a bit of lip. Love a bit of lip. Um, okay, well, look, the main reason we were always going to try and get you on, but there was a celebrity crisis. Oh. Who are you going to call, Fanula? Okay, talk about <laughs> Who are you going to call? So... Basically, our whole week has been derailed because our favourite Real Housewives of Beverly Hills couple, Kyle and Mauricio, were almost splitsies, okay? Almost. Thank God. Now, bear with us for anybody who doesn't listen to the Real Housewives. We are opening up the arena into more of a celebrity-focused chat as well. So, Fanula, just take the reins, baby. How do you feel? Okay, so the reason why this was an absolute crisis. Crisis is the right word, right? So, Kyle Richards, who is she, right? If you are familiar with The Real Housewives, mm-hmm. she is the longest-running cast member on that show. And probably Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is one of the more popular iterations in the whole Real Housewives universe. It was my first franchise that I started watching, which is the one I'd recommend if anyone is thinking about getting into the universe. Um, but yeah, as like you said... buying a car. Yeah, true. But like, that's <laughs> what you're asking me, you're like, which one do you do first? It's, yeah. uh, it's Beverly Hills because it's like rich baby sensory videos because it's just women with too much money wearing ridiculous colourful clothes. It's great. Anyway, she's the longest running cast member and she's obviously been married to her husband, Mauricio Omansky, for 27 years and their relationship has been a huge focus of the show. Now, if you are if you don't watch Real Housewives and you're thinking, the name kind of sounds familiar. Kyla Richards is Paris Hilton's aunt. Um, she was on ER for like five episodes. Any of my ER girls? Any of my she- ER stands? Yeah, like, if, like, like season four, season five-ish. She's like a nurse that isn't particularly useful because she's not a main character you know what I mean but like yeah she's just there and she's like passing scalpels and stuff it's great every time she comes up I'm like Kyle Richards and I'm taking a photo of Instagram (laughs) Um, but she's like an actor in her own right she's in the Halloween franchise as well Um, but I think why this was so shocking to people because obviously celebrities break up every day and housewives you know like their relationships fall apart pretty much every day obviously they're married like 27 years I think Mm. Kyle and Mauricio kind of took pride in that as well especially within the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills universe we've seen a lot of relationships from current and former housewives like them breaking up and stuff yeah. so when it's like a galaxy of years for, in Hollywood like it's nuts like it's yeah. lifetimes yeah. And like dog know, years do you know how many divorces there has been in like the housewife franchise franchise altogether oh my god I don't I'd love, to be, I'd love to be a statistician like that so That's, I looked it up 47 divorces 47. No. And bad? counting. And, and like, counting. There's, there's more to come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, we're at day by day, I'm telling you. <laughs> but look, these reports came out, I think it was people had it initially that said, you know, they had separated, whatever. And But this followed a lot of like Instagram kind of tea accounts and like, uh, blind items that were kind of looking into like Kyle's rings she didn't seem to be wearing a wedding ring they weren't really posting each other for each other's respective birthdays Kyle seemed to be spending a lot of time with this young female country singer people were kind of speculating around that then we had this bombshell report from people everyone was crying I actually couldn't feel my jaw when I heard this it was on in my lap and then I had to re-put and like I was trying to watch Love Island it was sensory oh overload and then you get the joint statement from the two of them the next day I think or the next morning essentially being like we're not divorcing but we've had an incredibly tough year respect our privacy the usual celeb spiel so like mm. what I would glean from that is they are separated, living kind of separate lives. 
maybe maybe trying to work things out, maybe not. I think divorce for some couples now at this point, especially of their stature and their wealth, it might not make sense financially for them to oh divorce. My, God, my heart is wrenching. I can't believe. So it. I think I'm. De- I want them to work it out, and I want yeah. them to be together, and I want this to be like a bump in the road. But they never explicitly say that they haven't split up or that they're not split up. It's just very like we're not, we're not divorcing, divorcing. You know? know, when you say from a financial perspective, and this kind of tease into other few questions I have about celebrities like you know is that from a PR junket perspective or like from actual like assets do you think I would say it's a bit of both I in this case I would be leaning more on the assets yeah. um, I'd say so didn't they not just take out that whopper remortgage on their LA mansion yeah, yeah. yeah. they're obviously like literally just a month ago or yeah. something and Mauricio's very involved with his Netflix yeah. show mm. like Kyle's probably getting some cut of that in some way, you know Definitely. what I mean? Like, she's probably executive producer. Yeah, how do you divvy up the the Real Housewives checks then if he's appearing? Like, I yeah. that's stuff that I can't even fathom. But from a PR perspective as well, it's like, look, look, there's been lots of alleged, 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 alleged reports about prior cheating from like both, both parties sides, or whatever, yeah. unconfirmed. I cannot stress enough. I do not have. <laughs> Don't sue us. I do not have. We do not have. We do not have the legal team. Um, but <laughs> uh, like they were kind of seen as this like, if you love Kyle, you love Kyle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people feel differently about specific housewives or whatever. But like I'm a Kyle stan. Oh, I would Kyle take early. a bullet. For I would Kyle. take a bullet for Kyle. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. Like she's there's a reason why she's an OG. You know what yeah. I mean? And no, I agree. like Mauricio's been great comedy value. Mm. Like there would be a thing of okay if they if they split up. Is there going to be a loss of viewership there? Like, there's if they split up, look, there's going to be that initial interest to see where they go or whatever. To but the like, yeah, I, know, I like, also think as well, like they they look like the perfect kind of family and they look kind of killed. Cool. Like, remember that episode of Mauricio like getting stoned and he like didn't know what to say. It was like one of the episodes and he's like literally bibbity bobbity and like it just shows a bit of realness to them. Absolutely. And then like yeah. all the family, all the girls, their daughters are always like ringing around by the two of them. I just think they look like such a gorgeous family and that's like kind of when you're watching it you you want to see you buy it, into you it. buy into it and but, I think that's what they want to put forward yeah. but, well yeah. like from again from Kyle's perspective again just my opinion but I think she's very keen on like we're we're the family unit we've survived we've survived this town you know yeah. for our taglines <laughs> yeah. like we've been through it all and it was her second marriage and she had the older daughter with another guy but there was a like a lot of around the fact that Mauricio like took her in as his own as well as the other sisters you know what I mean so I'd say that's a big thing yeah. as well to be honest but like why are we all, why are we all like this like with celebrity couples you know like what is like I'm unwell for them like oh, I truly, take yeah, completely, completely personal it ruined my whole whole week okay yeah, we were on edge <laughs> I was like I, I need to get Fanula on here now to chat about this but like it, it kind of I suppose this the housewives are like the new age celebs in their own right of like oh god yeah when, like what are they brav bravo le- bravo celebrities yeah, yeah. Bravo but like you know we've been dealing with celebrity couples for years of mm. you know breaking up and and leaving our heart in pieces so Fanula I know I'm basically asking you to like answer the the like trickiest question of all time but like what is the story why are we all so deranged and obsessed with celebrity couples splitting. Mm, I I think it depends, right? I think in the case of like reality TV couples, like I know this with Love Island, like you spend so much of your time mm. with them. Like you think about that, that's six nights a week. Even with Real Housewives, like that's going on. Beverly Hills specifically, that's going on like 12, 13 seasons now. That's a lot of time to be spending with people and you definitely develop these like 
parasocial relationships mm-hmm. with these people in the shows like these one-sided relationships they'll never know who you are like generally but you feel like really connected to them and as you said like as we talked about with Kyle like the family and the daughters and the husbands you feel like an emotional investment in it that like isn't really what's the word like logical in some ways Um, but even with other celebrities like musicians actors like you watch their work like you respect them or whatever Mm. you kind of feel I suppose for some people there's an entitlement to their lives. That's not the case for all of them. But yeah, like some and sometimes they are putting forward this kind of like dream relationship in yeah. inverted commas. So when we see that kind of fall apart, it's a bit like, well, what does that mean for my own life and my own mm. relationships? You know, were there were there been any other splits that like ruined your life and rocked your world in the same way that Mauricio and Kyle? Oh has? God, yeah, I'm still recovering. <laughs> the Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez breakup. I'm still not over. Well, I'm just about over it. Haley's coming. I'm coming around to Haley. Oh yeah, you're warming up. Like I'm warming up to her. Like I was. Like what were they? Seven, eight years. Justin Bieber was a part of my. Like I used to listen, to, like on the bus or if we were late going to school, mommy milling us down the M50, and like <laughs> Justin Bieber, you best believe was blaring in the car. Mm. And when he like he would have been like a similar age to us, so when he, he was with Selena Gomez, which my sister used to love, what was it, The Witches of Waverly Place? That was on Disney. She was like the main character for that. So they were two big people in my household. So when they broke up. I nearly, I think I wore black for about a week. I was in mourning. <laughs> I was devo. I'm still just coming around to Haley. Like it was like Brittany and Justin. Oh, right. oh forget. That's I, my one. Like yeah. I, ju- I remember one of the first red carpets they did, or something. Or one of them was hosting something for one of the MTVs, and I remember he's specifically he's wearing like this really ill-fitting suit. It kind of gives me the gawk even to think about it. But <laughs> and they were doing like these cutaways because he was like, you know, they're doing the segues or they're like introducing a performance or something, or they he was introducing someone to give out an award or whatever and like Selena kind of kisses him or something and it was like the first like and it was like oh my god like the one of those like you had to be there once or even like their first kind of couple of red carpets yeah. it's sad how unhinged and kind of toxic it got like I do believe they shouldn't be together fundamentally yeah but my god yeah when it was good it was good girls so well I feel actually again this is a very triggering episode for me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Yeah. We were all rooting for you. Okay. Like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Obviously, fucking not. No, call him. <laughs> you dog. Why? Devastating. But again, it's that thing of like, we saw it play out on screen. No, they did us. And then you hear, oh, it's real life. Mm-hmm. So this is amazing. And then it's like, oh, no, it's not. They took it to the next level. They made that shagging, beautiful movie. And then they had. The audacity to accept the award the way they did. Does anyone remember this when they went? At the so she will be awards, loved, yeah. and that's how they announced. Yeah, we're together. I'm, I've goosebumps. I actually do as well. I need yeah. to go back and watch that clip. Well, you know, I feel the same, and it's with um, Channing Tatum and Janet. You know, I had that on my list. That was no. I like the day what? the music died. No, no? what? See, I was what? She's just good. I was a, I, I was a dancer kid, so I loved all like. Yeah, but he's with Jesse J now. He cannot be trusted. He's not. She's a new. She's a new fella and a and a baby. Yeah, he was with. He's he's with Zoe Kravitz now. Is who he's with. Which I'm like, Fair. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love Shake that. your hand, Johnny oh, yes, Tatum. I saw that come in, but I was the same with because they met on this. Uh, they met on step, step up, up and, and like, the love story. It was just like the notebook. Yeah. Ness, but it's just a different. More movie. urban. Yeah, but it was just stunning, and <laughs> more dancing. I l- still love that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I agree. Yeah, I do remember. I was about to say I remember I was. I don't, but I remember like hearing the news and being like, it's, you know, you always see those articles and it's like 10 couples who, if they'll ever split, will believe love is dead. And they were always like number one and yeah. then they did. I was like, well, what the fuck are we doing now? Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know what? I think this got me as well, but more so I just love her as an actress from all the movies she's been in. Um, you know, Renice Witherspoon and... Renice. Renee. Renice. Renice. You're thinking of Renee Zellweger and Renice Witherspoon. <laughs> yes, sorry. That's my dyslexia, Renice is perfect. Renice. Um, but them, I was devastated because they would always put Reese up... Renice like, Witherspoon. Yeah. What, and who was Ryan Philippe, was it? Ryan no, Philippe, Jim yeah. Toth, was it not? Oh, that's the most recent one, the business fella. Oh my oh. God, Sorry. Yes. No. Their initial breakup. Girl, you're a mess. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. But she always would put up like the perfect family photos. Her daughter wasn't allowed to watch her movies. She was very like, you know, like Miss America kind of. Mm. And then when her marriage fell apart, I was like, there's no, there's no luck for us all then. There's no hope Good for luck. Us. There's no hope. Now, I did feel this type of way about Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rosdale as well. Yeah. I wasn't that. No, yeah. Yeah. But when I get she, it though, she she said in Cosmopolitan in twenty twenty two that when she listens to her old music, it was like a massive red flag of oh what her God, marriage really? was. Yeah, what her marriage was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that because he was doing the Dirtner, wasn't he? Yeah. And the rest. I'm pretty yeah. sure he fathers yeah. a child. <laughs> and the rest. Like, <laughs> but you know, like, imagine writing cool and then just being like, all right, okay, we'll, we'll oh, be But also, then. four in the morning, red flag. <laughs> four in the morning and the tears are... Yeah, a good tune, though. Yeah, great tune. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're kind of, like, there's sometimes there's a divisions with couples as well. And I think for all the glory ones we're calling out, we need to call the rotters out as well. The well, mismatches. But speaking of that then, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. Sorry. The human equivalent of a carvery. Like, have you ever seen him? He's a country singer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's not your man in a, the Big Bang Theory or something. Who, who are you thinking of? Shelton, the <laughs> fictional character. Yes, obviously. <laughs> I've never watched. No, Blake Shelton is like country singer and he was previously married to another big country singer, Miranda Lambert. And when they broke up, it was like, oh my, country royalty. Like, the country music scene <laughs> Britney at and its Justin. knees. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Britney and Justin, but like, yeehaw. <laughs> like, it was de- like devastating. And then he was with Gwen and like, he like he just has such a big Irish head on him. I'm sure he's lovely, but it's just, you look at them together and like, Gwen's so, so cool. Obviously, the yeah. beach and she's got the red yeah. lip and like, what and the chains and like, blah, blah, blah. And she's going around her tank top and like, Blake is like, don't make my don't break my heart, make you break your heart in a person and like flannel shirts. I'm just like what and like they're obsessed with each other as well. Is thing they're constantly doing interviews about each other and you, you're better off not knowing. I'm glad you didn't know, and I'm actually sorry that I should bring that knowledge into your lives. To be honest, but yeah, they're two that anytime I see them, I'm like, this is what in the world? A bit nuts, yeah, yeah. a bit nuts. You know, for me, it's like wowie wow. How did this happen? Cheryl Cole and Dean Payne. Oh God, yeah, nuts, nuts. Now, I'll have to do a bonus episode on Lean Pain. Oh, we don't have enough time. You no, need... And we never will. I think you need a four-part four documentary yeah. series, like 100%. Neve, who's your, like, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton? Like, who are you looking at in the press being like, how, how, what, who, what, where? How would I explain this to an alien? How did this happen? I know. You know what's so funny? I have been watching the Kardashians. I was talking about the idol last week, how it kept reeling me in. The Kardashians, the Kardashians keep reeling me in as well. And it was only last week, before we even knew that we were talking about this topic, I was looking at Chris Jenner and Corey uh, Gamble. I was like, 
What a bloody mismatch. Do you think he's so? rocking off ah, Nula? He was rocking into this behind the scenes of Dolce with like this big like I just He's everywhere. He's everywhere with her. And I just don't get you it. You don't think. I kind of love it. I feel like they've kind of gassed me into gaslit me into believing that like this is like really No, yeah, well yeah. I, I I like I mean, I'm whatever if they're happy and they're doing well. But I just think it's so <laughs> Whatever like, if they're happy themselves. But I just was looking at them being like it's such a mismatch. They are a mi- I c- couldn't agree more. It's mental. There's a part of me that thinks like would she now obviously I don't know what bloody Corey's job is day to day. Like nobody what is Corey's do, job? Nobody does. Know? But like I could kind of see her being more with like a more forward like forefront businessy lad. You know that kind of way. Yeah. Like it's just, like Corey just seems like a kind of tagger on. But like. is she just trying to be Kim? Mm. Her whole life Chris Jenner. She yeah is. maybe. That's like. what I think it is. Yeah, actually, I never thought about that. That's, That's all I point. think about, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it takes over my brain. Yeah. So she's just trying, you think she's trying to be like him? I I don't know. I, I, I think that. she's trying to have, like, she's trying to be cool. I think she's trying to be cool. I actually find Chris so tragic these years. I <gasps> really? do. I do. I disagree. Like, I and, uh, no, I tell do. you what I will say: the speeches at Courtney and Travis's wedding, the forty-five speeches. Oh, I didn't, I didn't listen. I, I didn't don't watch. Know. I, I would. I, okay, I'll say I've been like on and off the Kardashians train, and especially since they moved to Disney Plus for the last. I've been kind of getting everything by on social yeah. and TikTok, and I watched. I had to watch the Courtney and Travis special for something else, and I actually enjoyed it. Did you? I haven't watched. Yeah. It now, some bits are a bit like, give over. Now, I would also say I think I'm a bit of a crevice apologist. Sorry. Really? While we're here, maybe talking about mismatched couples. But Why? I I think that, I just think they're... I don't know. <laughs> I just think they're really into PDA and they're just a bit weird and they're happy. And I'm like, fair enough. You know what I mean? I'd rather people be like weird and genuine as opposed to like, we'll never get this kind of like actual yeah. human... People being affection and stuff with like Kim and Chloe, you know that kind of way, or even mm. even Kylie and Kendall. Like, I just love that they're a bit that they're. He's like, oh, and she, he's like rubbing the baby bump and playing the drums, and they're like chewing the tongues off each other. <laughs> I don't know, like. No, I do. I I have to say I do agree with you, even though. Remember they came out in the same time as Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Yeah. Now everyone was like, Jesus, will you come up for air, Kravis? Okay. <laughs> but I didn't I was like, Jesus, they're mad about each other. Mm. Like Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Hate it. You hate every hate second of it. Hate it. Because they're intense, but it's so it's so forced. Whereas I do think Travis and Courtney even though he's obviously mad about Kim, I said it last week. Yeah. Like they do, you can tell they have a genuine yeah, you can. Even when you see like the behind the scenes videos of like Megan and uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, like it's like they hate each other. She's always giving out to him or always saying something. Where with Travis and Courtney, they're like always lips and yellow, yellow. You know, I I think at one point the they definitely like did fancy each other, had the hots for each other, were mad about each other, and then I don't know, it's just unraveled. Like and now it's and I think a lot of it was that performative thing that you don't get with. Courtney and Travis, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's very, like, we're so intense and, like, we suck each other's blood and, <laughs> yeah, and we're hanging off oh. each other. And Did you hear the thing about the engagement ring? He, got, he rang her that it would, he's like, yeah, if she tried to take that off, it would physically hurt her. Because it's like, because if there's, like, fake thorns yeah. or something or it's molded to it's look sharp. like thorns. What the, like, the they're trying to be, I feel, loads of things, but they're trying to channel that, um, 
is it Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie? Do you remember yes. they or Pam wearing... and Tommy even? Like I yeah. feel like it's oh, like yeah. Aldi Pam and Tommy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but then oh it's also like, right. But it's also like their relationship wasn't good. So like, what what are we doing in 2023 trying to pretend to be like? Yeah, we're like hot, yeah. edgy and in love, and it's yeah. like no we, red flags. Yeah, there was literally a whole TV series about it in which everyone was like, mm, that actually doesn't look great. That's not actually something we aspire to, you know. So not sure, not sure what the point is there to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that um some of them is like true love, but then you have to wonder in this like age, there is an era of like fomance. Mm. Okay. So there was a Harper's Bazaar um article all around like fomance and how celebrity relationships are the perfect PR package. Okay. So even though we were saying we do Stan Kravis, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, their wedding was actually a multi-platform marketing production. And it was a collaboration with Dolce & Gabbana. I know we all know this. Mm. And they actually earned $15 million. But nothing compares to Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra's um, wedding. It was referred to as hashtag SponCon wedding because it had eight separate brand deals. <gasps> okay. Ralph Lauren, JBL, Malibu Rum and Lime Scooter to name but a few. That's wild. But that's what I'm saying about like even in context of the Kyle and Mauricio thing. Like you're in yeah. some ways you can be so much stronger together. I'll never forget seeing that Nick Jonas post talking about his stag going around on the scooters. I was like, what the f- what am I fucking looking at here, Nick? How what hard is up that? are you? I didn't see that. He ju- the the stag was sponsored by like Lime. those scooters that you oh, can re- like you can rent them out and whiz around. I don't know where he did the stag. Probably like Carrick and Shannon or something. But um, <laughs> uh, it like it's nuts. Like it's but if you even think of like look at Beyonce and Jay-Z right like I mean love them together obviously and like I think Beyonce when I like going back through her career and even her music and how she's another one who's very focused on putting forward like the family image and family above everything and like Mm -hmm. monogamy above everything Um, like she was able to spin lemonade obviously create a fantastic body work because it is above that Mm -hmm. but made a boatload of money off it and like in which she's essentially like Fuck you, Jay. Why Why did you do that? Well, I know you say that she's pushing the family angle, but actually I would have always said that Beyonce would be like, Sasha Fierce, independent woman, don't let no man disrespect you. And then you she's like... Like, it's a side of her, but I never cop this until I listened to a, a very I good podcast. I feel like that side is her brand. Yeah, and like... like I, th- I think... But, but this is where the brand kind of... Her actions kind of, I suppose, maybe reality kind of came into play. Mm. It was like everybody believes a certain thing, but then she didn't actually do the Sasha Fierce. She stayed with the man, do you know? Yeah, but I, I'm sure if she was sitting here in the room with, with us now, which Beyonce, we, I'm just going to speak on behalf of the girls, they're available. <laughs> um, she would sit here and be like, well, I was actually, like, she's all about legacy. And, you know, you mm. see bringing Blue out yeah. on tour and like the kids and stuff. I'm sure she'd yeah. sit here and argue that like, look, that actually the fierce thing to do, the fierce, the fierce thing to do was stay. stay. And then you look at the fact that if her and Jay do split up, there's no On The Run tour anymore. There's no collaborative albums. Yeah. There's no The Carters album. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm, yeah. you do have to think about that in some ways I and did. just weigh up which is more important to to you and to them. I yeah, think, you know? I did yeah. see um, Jay-Z did um, an interview with I think it was the editor of the New York Times again. I'm milling the New York Times. She's very well read. Fierce cultures. Fierce cultures. He he talked about like the infidelity and he said that they chose, now again, this is definitely probably a PR line. I'm sure there's truth in it as well, but definitely has a PR spin on it. But they chose to fight for their family and they wanted to break the cycle 
of um, broken families. Yes, I would for their children. Well. Yeah, hundred percent. They chose to kind of they wanted their kids to have. Because parents. Beyonce's parents are split up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, Rightly so, because yeah. Matthew Niles is yeah. a toe rag. Not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah, but like that that 100 percent makes checks sense. Checks out. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> Honestly, the Harper's Bazaar article. Oh, sorry, I can't believe it's actually called that. It is Harper's Bazaar, isn't it? <laughs> it sounds like a circus, doesn't it? It's actually quite sophisticated, but like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's a, who am I? Um but they kind of were saying in terms of like PR and publicity stunts, couple Pete Davidson is rent to hire. Like he's known as Hollywood's rent a boyfriend. Mm. And yeah. I don't know if anybody knows this, but well, familiarly you'll know. <laughs> but him and the Emily Rada. You don't say the other letters, it's fine. Emrata. Emrata, yeah. Rada, yeah. There's, there's a reason she abbreviated it. Yeah, it's too long. Thank you for that. But theirs was so stick. Remember all their stage paparazzi. Um, they got possessed. Made of agogia. Oh, oh, they do be ringing up to paparazzi, ringing up backridge, being like, "I'm going to be here X Y Z." And why was that then? For cl- well, she had just had a breakup. She just she? had a breakup, and I think the ex, soon to be ex husband, is in a bit of legal trouble. I think. Oh, so. She um, so to kind of masquerade that, I think, and also like, look, she's one of the hottest people in the world. Oh. you're going to want to align yourself with. But again. he, he now is kind of getting building a legacy or like a CV for himself that he's bagging all these ridiculously hot women. So it's nearly like a cool accessory to be seen with him. I think so. A hundred percent, because he's like he's funny, like he's relatively unproblematic in inverted oh. commas mm. like again he's also he... meant to have a huge <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up the street. I'm glad yeah. you brought it up we're on the street guys but this is it it was like I think now I will say the Ariana Grande relationship kind of as badly as that ended like it did really give him some cred and then it was just like Kate Beckinsale Kim heck? Kardashian like there's oh, no, so I many other people Kim were like legit no I at one point, I'd say they were legit. Yeah, I'd say they were like okay. seeing each other, but I, I don't think it was ever that serious. Like, I feel like it flipped. I felt like at the start, I was like, this is the biggest PR swindle ever. But then I actually think they actually did really like each other. I, I don't know why I think this. I just do. What is she saying about it on this season of the Kardashians? Or has she said anything about it yet? She, I feel like she's given that she's sad that she's broken. Like, she's sad that she's a single woman now and her and Peter I, I just totally friends. disagree. What? So I feel like she was like, people were making me feel like this relationship was way more serious than it actually was. I mean, look, we're all in the title Maybe, you know what, I'm the worst person. I'm a hopeless romantic. I see everything with rose-coloured glasses on. I romanticise the whole... As I, I said. As, I romanticise everything. So I just thought she might have missed... Well, maybe. Neither. Maybe. Maybe. Because you not remember one of the episodes that um she was getting on her lovely cashmere flight, what was it, Kim Air, and he got her her favourite, like, little sweets. Yeah. But while a camera is rolling. Sorry, yeah. This is it. Like, you and you, you have to consider where she, like, the interest in the show was kind of stagnating. Yeah. And, like, oh, you're so right. All, all the and drama. The Kanye, Kanye, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Of course. And, like, you're after breaking up with Kanye, who was, like, kind of still is, despite everything, one of the biggest, most famous people of all time. Mm-hmm. Kim is also so famous in her own right. Yeah. They were a kind of power couple for a point. Yeah. Who do you date next? Yeah. Like, of, like it's going to be Pete Davidson. If it's not going to be someone, like, totally ridiculous or whatever, like, I don't know, like, she, Bill Murray she, or something. Um, like, it's going to be Pete Well, Davidson. you know who he's knocking around with now? <sighs> Khalees. The milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Okay. Brings all the bills to the yard, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> That's my... Like, Bill Murray, surely he's 300. And I'm not... <laughs> 
I'm not trying to be ageist, like slay all the way, but that's mad, no? I do just, I like, I would be interested to know what they have in common because she's mm. very like, she loves the farm, loves the tunes, very outspoken, loves her cooking. But like Bill, I just kind of kind of get like weirdo vibes off. Again, no offense, I've never met him. That's kind of really me. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, he's Scrooge. Was he Scrooge back in the day? I Was he not in Scrooge? That. Sorry, I think you're right, but I've never seen that. Sorry, I'm very bad on Christmas films. Would you believe? But that's where I'll carry you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> gotcha. Appreciate it. Well, there's a lot of information there that I got from you guys that I feel very fulfilled by. I'm going to take my rose gold glasses off and start yeah. stop romanticising every cock. relationship and kind of be more <laughs> realistic with these things. Um, but so we're on to our lol on the load of the week, which is kind of a consistent thing that we love doing. Now, I don't really have a lol on the load, but I did, did get a really funny load from someone. Um, I kind of like know them from a distance, but it's just like how she said it. And I just feel like so many people can maybe relate. Laugh. My husband, a hell. He's a heart of gold. What rots me? His family, the fucking in-laws. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I was like, it's so true. It's like, oh, heart of gold, the husband. You know what rots me? Family, the fucking in-laws. <laughs> In general. Literally every one of his relatives. Yeah, just like... Did you give context for that? No, that, that was that's it. Loud. That's, that's what makes it perfect. It's yeah. that distinct, yeah. like, yeah. love my husband. What a beautiful person. No, like, it was... <laughs> every single blood member she has a, of his family. She's emojis as well, which is even funnier. It's just like, and what rots me. <laughs> rots. Oh my God, I <laughs> love it. To the point. I have a low... I mean, a lol. Okay. I think it's funny. Okay. I don't know if my boyfriend will. What's your look? Well, it's too late. It's too late for that, babe. <laughs> Strapping in. Okay, so my boyfriend obviously is like an Aussie Sheila. Okay, mm. right. <laughs> so David is from Sydney. Right. So that's grand. We've been together for eleven years. He's been here for I don't know how long. Seventeen years, I say. Right. So I don't think he's Australian at all. It's just David. Right. The mm. way he talks. Whatever. Blah blah. But every now and then we get like smited down by like the cultural difference gods, and I'm like. Whoa! Like what? How, what is going on? Here? Who are? How are yeah. you even here? I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> so he was like, kind of trying to um talk to me, but he was like trying to remember the name for an Aranit jumper. Right. Right. So he's like, oh, Ness, like you know, you know, you know those Donegal catch um, <laughs> jumpers. And I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like the Catch, Don't you go catch? And I was like, oh, oh my god. They're like the wood, the knit ones. And I was like, oh God, love you, David. The fact that you know Dully Gold Catch over Aaron <laughs> well, is I, a successful marketing campaign. Truly. Catch, you know what? Yeah, you'd fully know what he's talking about by just saying a Dully Gold Catch jumper for oh, sure. Oh yeah, I'm visualizing the fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't even need like, to finish. Yeah. Like you started laughing, but like even <laughs> there a couple of months ago, he's like, oh, Ness. Is the Snapper an Easter movie? Like, <laughs> no, David, why? And he's like, oh, like, it's just because it was on around Easter. And he's like, everybody's always talking about it when it's on. You know, like, Irish people just get feral for the Snapper yeah. when it's on. It's all everybody talks. They're like, Snapper's on now. Yeah. You know? Do you know, Jamie never watched the Snapper up until, like, just Christmas gone. What was Not the- Easter now. <laughs> Not Easter, baby. The time when it's supposed to be watched. going to send David into orbit. He never watched the Snapper. I was like, you need to watch it and be like, literally educated How do you get any jokes any art like I know all it's 90% of Irish oh. yeah it's so A1 fun. like that's it 
you talking about the iron jumper has reminded me that I shrank Kane's iron jumper in the wash and I need to get him a new one. So oh, no. sorry. Because you're not stretched it out. No, it's fit for a child. Oh, Is that a load sorry. or a lol? It's certainly a lol. <laughs> it's a lol to me, a load to Kane. <laughs> Stay tuned. So that brings us to the end of episode nine of Unveiled. Wow, I can't believe we're at episode nine. I know, we're nearly at double digits. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Might be an episode for people to get to know you, who knows? Oh, we'll see. <laughs> I feel like I'm really showing my personality like People know how weird I am about certain things. Oh no, you're fabulous. But um, don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review and tell a friend if you like this podcast. But more importantly, please tell us your celebrity hitters. I need to know who you are. Devo over. Who do you think is a PR stunt and more importantly have you been with Pete Davidson please email us okay so you can email us on unveiled at goloudnow.com you'll find unveiled first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too and we love you so we love you bye this is unveiled with Neve Cullen and Nessa Morrissey a Go Loud original podcast subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app 